Like many of you this morning, I love this time of the year. I work out in downtown. My health club is located on the 7th Street Metro Station with an 80-foot-tall mechanical Christmas tree that incorporates digital lights that are actuated with the playing of loud Christmas music. The entire tree stands in between the Sheraton Hotel and the Macy's department store. And above that space, metal stars are suspended. And they all come to different colors during the playing of these Christmas songs. And everybody stops to listen to the music and this beautiful orchestration of light and sound. Like every well-constructed mechanical tree, this station tree has a walkway in the center of it where couples take beautiful selfies of one another, and everybody has that beautiful Christmas look. Before the gospel was read this morning from Matthew, we sang a hymn, the angel Gabriel from, from heaven came, which is one of, our, one of my favorite hymns of the season, full of all the majesty and imageries of the of Advent and of Christmas. But I think it's interesting that, that this hymn reflects Luke's gospel, which tells of the annunciation of the baby and the angel telling Mary not to be afraid because she's being favored by God to bear a son and to name him Jesus. This lovely story is told and reenacted by so many congregations every year just like we'll be doing during our Christmas Eve children's Christmas pageant. But this morning, our lectionary directs us to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, not according to Luke, but to Matthew. And unlike, and unlike Luke's joyful version of this event, Matthew's gospel includes no swaddling clothes for the baby Jesus, no stable populated by cute children and Christmas pageants, no manger, no angels singing to the shepherd on the night of Jesus' birth. Indeed, Matthew's gospel focuses on Joseph, who almost seems totally absent, and Luke's retelling in his gospel. And of course, this, the scene that, that Matthew describes is so different than the, well, no one, than, than the one we love to sing about in Luke's gospel. Matthew tells us that before Mary and Joseph had been engaged to live together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And of course, when Joseph hears this revelation, he plans to dismiss her quietly because we are told he's a righteous man. Matthew does not tell us what, what that involved, but we can only imagine the emotional confrontations and the accusations and anger that may have taken place between Mary and Joseph as they struggle to reconcile with this unusual reality. I can only really imagine this type of a conversation with a fiance after you announce your engagement to all your friends and have to announce something else on Facebook to your friends or on Twitter. But Matthew insinuates the conversations takes place 
close to the time when the angel from the Lord appears to Joseph in his sleep, no less, and tells him of God's plan. And to, well, chill out. And Joseph awakes from his sleep, does as the angel directs, takes Mary as his wife, has no marriage relations, stays with her during the pregnancy, and names the child, which he did not father, Jesus. I think this is just an amazing story, so very different from the magical, almost fairy tale-like version of the event, so beautifully told by Luke. So I think the question, I think this is most relevant when I, when I hear this gospel, is to under, understand why this very short version, it's four or five stanzas in, 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 in this gospel. Why this very short version of the birth of Jesus told by Matthew is even included in our lectionary and why it's such a vital gospel on this very last day of Advent. You know, during the past four weeks, we've been kind of repeatedly encouraged by both Father John and Mother Kate in their sermons to remember how the, how the holy can break into our daily lives. Mother Kate really described last week about letting go of the things in our life that separate us from God and the small ways in which we can open our broken hearts to the healing of, healing of God's grace. Unlike the almost mythological and divinely inspired people we read and reenact each season in Luke's gospel, I think Mary and Joseph come to us as ordinary people, struggling with extraordinary problems that challenge their love for one another, and I think most significantly, their willingness to trust the presence of God in their life. I think for many people, the weeks leading up to Christmas during this Advent season, with all the mechanical Christmas trees and the lights and the celebration and the commercialization of the holiday, can be a really tough and lonely time of the year. Matthew's gospel story speaks to all of us, I think, struggling with life's disappointments, with painful memories of people no longer in our lives, feelings of betrayal sometimes, and even the marital problems that involve infidelity and intimacy. Do not be afraid, son of David, an angel of the Lord tells Joseph. Take Mary as your wife, for this child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And those four, I think, really important words in this gospel. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I think we live in such a, a, a different and a difficult time. Certainly during the past two years when we've been dealing with post-pandemic life, here recently news in China that there's a huge outbreak and when is the next flood gonna, you know, carry over the water? So I think in, in so many ways, it's not easy 
to not be afraid, to put aside our fears as, as we're encouraged to do. But during this last week of Advent, I think we're reminded to take time to reflect, to listen to the silence, to create space and time to hear all the angels of the Lord, to not be afraid, to trust that God is present in our lives, to embrace our own, our, our own vulnerability and spiritual strength to receive God's, God's message of love. While many of us might not ever be visited by an angel of the Lord during sleep, such visitations can, and I would say do occur, when looking into the eyes of children, a parent, or even if I, even if I think if we're real attentive in the face of a stranger. Notwithstanding all the wise men that populate Luke's gospel, Matthew reminds us that God comes through ordinary people struggling with life in a way that saves ordinary people struggling with life. As a person who always embraces order and change in life, I'm one of those folks that when I go to a restaurant, I feel compelled to rearrange the sugars so all the right colors and the words. And I, that's, that's my world. I'm a Virgo. I feel compelled to have order. Um, but I, I, I think reading this gospel, we learn, like Joseph did, that sometimes life does not always go according to plan. But the message from, from, from Matthew this morning is that these unexpected disruptions outside our control, maybe even in opposition to social convention, can actually be signs that God is working in our lives in ways we're not even aware of. On this last Sunday of Advent, Isaiah's, Isaiah's prophetic words of yearning and hope direct our attention to the great signs of God's promise that a young woman will give birth to a son whose name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. Maybe on this last day, on this last week of Advent, before we all plunge into Christmas, worrying about purchasing the right gifts, stressing over travel plans, getting to airports and on the road, or preparing for welcoming distant family members back into our lives, we take time to really experience the presence of God in our life to reflect on the many ways where God is attempting to reveal God's self to us. 
if you can't see or sense the presence of God in your life, Isaiah suggests asking, asking God, asking God for a sign. To trust and to know that God is with us. Mary and Joseph journeyed to that first Christmas, not knowing where God would take them. All they knew that something extraordinary had been promised, and they were beckoned to follow. And like Mary and Joseph, we too have an opportunity, maybe even a choice, to prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Will we receive as Joseph and Mary did the word of encouragement and hope that God is with us no matter what happens in our life? To rise and, and follow God's call, not knowing where that journey will take us or the path that God has set out before us.